Hello everyone, Tim and Tash, thank you so much. Oh, to be in the, we were in the Strides home this morning, we were in the Browns home this morning, in the Hoffman home this morning. It's so cool to see all your faces. For those of you, I mean, I won't be able to type now while I'm preaching, obviously, that would be just a bad experience for everybody, but, um, but it's so cool being able to interact and type, and it's just amazing to be together. And so thank you so much to all of you who are leading us, and it's so good to be together. Here we are at Africa House, um, looking out at the beautiful trees. Uh, soon enough, we'll be able to see them, but so nice to be able to participate and to be in church together from our homes and from the space. Um, anyway, all that to say, it is so good to be together and to see all of your faces. It's been almost two months since we were last together here on the lawn just down over there. And in, a lot has happened in those two months. We've weathered a storm. Uh, some of us are still weathering the storm. We've lost friends. We've lost family members. We've missed out on moments together. We've missed out on moments with loved one, missed out on moments with each other. As Mark led us in prayer, Mark Stride, we've got to clarify that, Mark Stride led us so well in prayer. Um, praying, some of us have lost income, some of us have lost uh, opportunities, you know, and, and, and in the midst of all of this, it's not just a matter of losing these things, but we've had to face them in isolation, not being able to be with the people we'd normally have in our support base. And so I just wanted to start by saying this morning, before we jump into our message, to those of us who are hurting, to those of us who are carrying a limp through the season, and I know there's many of us, I'm just, I wanted to say I'm so sorry. I want you to know how much we've been praying for one another as a church community. And I wanted to say grace and peace to you. Grace that sustains us. Not just grace that covers over our weaknesses, but grace that empowers us. Grace that enables us. Grace that sustains you. And peace. And to all whom you love, I pray that God would be with you right now in your homes. We've never faced a moment like this one before. There's none of us as a generation of human beings have faced a moment like this before. It's been 10 or 11 months where our world has been hijacked by this thing called COVID. The thing I think we'd only seen something like it before in a sci-fi movie, right? Now it feels a bit like we're living in a sci-fi movie. And it's starting to feel, I certainly know for me, there's bits where I'm dipping into it. And I know for many I've been chatting to, you start to feel you go into survival mode. You start to, you you lose confidence in all the uncertainty. Can we do this? And can't we do this? And when can we do this again? And how long will it be? You can go into a kind of stall mode, into a waiting mode. It's tempting to just almost think, well, we're just going to wait for the storm to be over, to return to some form of normality. And then we're going to get on with our life. It's tempting to think that as a church. For many of us in 2020, kind of we were, were held back and thought, well, you know what, we'll just sit this one out for a while. And in 2021, when we start over, it'll be normal again and we'll be able to carry on, you know. Honestly, and I don't want to be a doomsday prophet, but I honestly think that this storm is going to be with us for longer than we think. And if you're going to remain in kind of, I'm just going to wait for this thing to go, you know, I'm just going to wait for it to pass. I'm going to hang back. I'm not going to even engage in kind of online mode. You're going to wait too long. The bottom line is this is going to be with us for some time. And so we've got to do the best we can in the midst of the season. And so I want to talk to us 2021. How are we going to do that as Common Ground South Penn? Before I do, let me start by reminding us of a few realities that you won't hear of in the newspaper. It's wonderful to engage with our city and to know what's going on and to know all the facts and all the realities. But there's a couple of other realities, deeper 
equally true or truer realities that we need to carry with us in our hearts. And the first one is this. Psalm 121 verse 4 says this. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor will sleep. Who, who is it that keeps Israel? It's our heavenly father. And he keeps us too. And he neither slumbers nor sleeps. Our father is large and he is in charge. And he never takes a day off. That's why we can, right? He never takes a day off. And, and he is always at work in our world. He's got us. I uh, chatting to a friend this week who went through something. And she said to me, I feel like I'm I'm held. And my reply to her was, you are held. You are held because our Father, the one who keeps Israel, never sleeps and never slumbers. And the second thing I'd say, remind us, remember last year we finished up our, our preaching series through the book of Mark. We did a wonderful journey, part one through the book of Mark. And I, I want to remind us of a, 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 a teaching of Jesus in that chapter. Mark chapter 4, verse 27. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like a seed that is planted. The kingdom of God is like a seed that is planted. You and I are the farmer in this analogy here. And he says this, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, that's you and I, the seed sprouts and grows, though we do not know how. The reality is the kingdom of God is always moving forward. God is always at work. Whether we're sleeping, whether we feel we're moving the ball up the field or we're not, God's kingdom is always working. Jesus is always at work in our world. In the midst of all that is happening in our nation, in the midst of all that is happening in our city, God is at work. And 2021 is not a wasted year. It's not a holding year. God is going to do something in us as his people this year. And so I wanted to bring us something of the feeling I have in my heart about what that is going to be. When I think of 2021 and beyond, right? I sound a bit like Buzz Lightyear, to infinity and beyond. 2021 and beyond. I was praying and I felt led to a particular passage that I shared with the elders earlier and we shared it with the staff team. I'd love to share it with you this morning. Um, As we as a church try and locate ourselves as a congregational battalion in this moment in COVID history, where is our congregation? Uh, uh, battalion what are, what is it that we're trusting God to do in us this year what well, maybe to be honest I'm so nervous of making statements for a year because there's so much that's changing as much as I'm talking 2021 I'm talking 2021 and beyond it might be that something radically changes in the next four months who knows right but as best as we can see it as much as we're able I would love to call us Isaiah 54 verse 2 and 3 Isaiah 54 verse 2 and 3 let me read to you from the book enlarge the place of your tent stretch out your tents stretch out your curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes for you will spread out to the right and to the left your descendants will dispossess the nations and settle in their desolate cities this verse this verse speaks of enlarging of your tent lengthening of your cords stretching wider not holding back it's all about an increase in influence but phase one phase one before the tent is stretched out before the influence comes before the cords are lengthened to the left and to the right phase one 
And I want to speak to the immediate future as a church right now. As to how long that lasts, as I said, I don't know what this year brings. The key phrase I'd love to call us to focus in on as a church community for the next foreseeable future is strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your stakes. There's a beautiful picture of a Bedouin tent over there. Strengthen your stakes. Now, what does it look like? Well, there will come a time in the not too distant future where we will see a stretching wider of the tent, where we will see a spreading out to left and to the right. But I would love to call us as a church to rally for the foreseeable future around the idea of strengthening our stakes. That beautiful picture of the tent we saw in the midst of the desert there. The tent, the strength of that tent is, is strong as the stakes in the ground. It's those stakes that anchor it. And before the tent can be stretched out, before it can occupy more ground, before it will withstand the storms and the winds, of life the tent pegs need to be strengthened and driven firmly into the ground guys you know my heart and you know our heart as a church if you've been with us for some time you know that the the kind of shoe that our congregation is in relative to where we are and what our future holds is a glorious one of influence and shaping of the south peninsula where god has got expansion and wonderful uh, a time of growth and reaching people on the cards for us i know i know it to the core of my being and probably so do you there will come a time when we're walking into that reality but right now it just feels like god is saying let's build below the line let's build let's let's go deep in our roots let's strengthen our stakes let's get our values right before the time comes when when the storm of covid blows over we'd be stronger and healthier and ready to go hard at reaching our community it's tempting to think, oh, well, we'll just wait for the vaccine to fix everything, or we'll wait for this thing, and then we'll be able to. The reality is we don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know how long the storm is going to be with us for. So let's give ourselves to doing what we can. And right now, strengthening the stakes is what I want to call us to rally around. So here's four stakes that I want to call us to as a church. Are we doing okay there? Hey? Oh, yeah, I can see. Thank you so much for your thumbs up, guys. Oh, so good to see you. I, want, I mean, is it rude for me to shout out to say, how's it Irene and Phil? How's it the fun callers? How's it the Browns? It's so nice to see you. I can see a bunch of different faces here. Anyway, I'm sorry I can't see you all, but it's just, it's good to be together, man. I think that's what we'd be doing if we were in church. We'd be saying hello um, at some point in our meeting anyway. Okay, so four stakes. We're strengthening the stakes. Oh, and lovely heart emojis. This is so cool, the functionality. I'll stop being distracted and keep preaching. Okay, four stakes to rally around as a church. I'll I'll list them for you and then we'll go through them one by one. Number one, spiritual formation and intimacy with Christ. Spiritual formation and intimacy with Christ. Number two, gospel community and uh, strong connection. Gospel community and strong connection. Number three, shared ownership and meaningful contribution. And number four, I'll leave it as a surprise. Coming soon, uh, shortly number one spiritual formation and intimacy with christ how how many of us have how many have reminded me uh, at the start of last year of the message we shared in this slot where we spoke about direction for the year remember we stood up there and we preached about what is on god's agenda for us as a church and the idea was to slow down slow 
down, right? Uh, so many have told me that. Uh, that was before we knew about COVID. To slow down and focus on the kind of human beings that we're becoming. That, that we kind of felt that life had sped up to the point whereby um, the speed of life and the responsibilities and the pressure of life had been squeezing out the influence on Christ, shaping the kind of human beings that we're becoming. And, and, and if we're the people of God, if we're the, the ambassadors, the representatives of Christ in our community, we need to be able to reflect Christ. And at the frantic pace and the distracted nature of life in the 2020, the start of 2020, we needed to slow down and to make sure we drove the stake of spiritual formation and intimacy with Christ into the ground so that we as a people can become like Christ, so that we can reflect Christ on mission to our community. Life as a Christ follower is, life as a Christ follower is about being with Jesus becoming like Jesus and learning to do as Jesus does. We, we be with Christ, we become like Christ, and we learn to do as Jesus would do in, in 2021 in Cape Town and the South Peninsula. We be with, we become like, and we do as. And in the process of those things, we're reorientating our lives around Jesus. But the bottom line is our influence as a church, the size of our tent, will only ever be as strong and as stable It will never exceed our spiritual formation as Christ followers. And so this stake is uh, vitally important for us. Three ways I'd love to call us to strengthen the stake. The first one for everyone. The second for some who want to opt into something unique this year in 2021. Let me tell you. Number one, intentionally start your day and your week. Intentionally build this into your day and your week. Spiritual formation, intimacy with Christ. Stop for a second. Why are you there? If you're taking notes, if you've got your calendar, how are you going to intentionally this week, tomorrow, start by building spiritual formation and intimacy with Christ into your week? Look what Paul says when he writes to the church in, uh, in Cape Town in 2021. Sorry, I'm in Ephesus uh, in Ephesians chapter 5. Um, verse 15 he says look carefully then how you walk not as the unwise but the wise don't get swept up in the speed of our culture and the priorities of our culture making the best use of the time you are responsible for your calendar to maximize be with become life learn to do as because the days are evil in other words there's a battle going on for your day tomorrow there's a battle going on for your week Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so I want to challenge you. Let's start this year. Let's be ruthless. You can use the fancy word of of, um, a rule of life if you want, but intentionally build into your day, build into your week, your spiritual formation, your intimacy with Christ. So what are you going to do to intentionally prioritize this? And the second one is, what, what distraction are you going to remove from your week? What distraction are you going to remove from your day so as to prioritize and protect spiritual formation and becoming like Jesus? Give some thought to that as you're there. You're welcome to, I suppose, type some in the chat there if you wanted to as we go. Drop your answers in there as much as it's appropriate. Uh, Two quick ones to call some of us to grow your theology this year. 2021 is a fantastic opportunity to develop your theology, grow your theology by reading great spiritual books that, I mean, I was chatting to someone yesterday who just read John Mark Comer's Ruthless Elimination of Harry, and Sean was telling me this book has radically changed the way he's thinking about life and, and, and what he wants to do. This is a great year to 
could do that again. Uh, a few of us to consider doing Andrew Wilson's theology course. Free video-based content with notes and questions as you, as you can sign up to do the advanced theology course through Andrew Wilson. I, to be honest, I, I, I'm putting myself, I'm, gonna, I'm doing it as well. And I'd love to do it with a few of us, whoever would like to sign up to just out, out, muscle up theologically again. 2021 is a great opportunity to do that. If you'd like to be a part of that, mail Lee. Uh, respond to the, the, um, the, your weekly mailer, all the emails there. Just say, I'd like to know more about the theology course. We can help you with that. And the last one, this is for some of us. 2021 is a great year to get into recovery. For some of us, you're carrying wounds from your past, recent past, or faraway past, that are that, you, that you've carried them undealt with and unhealed for too long. For some of us, it's addictions, it's habits, it's ways of life that are, are just robbing from your strength with Christ. I want to say to you, this is a great gap to sign up for Celebrate Recovery, that we would come to... I'm not saying it's going to just happen at the end of the year, but that journey towards freedom would position us as a people and you in your life to be strong in Christ, to be able to display Him as you go out. But there's some stuff that you've got to deal with and work through first. And so why not sign up for Celebrate Recovery? Again, connect with Lee through our email address. You know all the links, guys, and you can do that. Don't wait another year. Don't carry that with you any longer. Let's, let's deal with these things. Let's find freedom in Christ as we go forward. Okay, the next two stakes, and I'm going to keep us moving swiftly now. The stake of gospel community and strong connection. The stake of gospel community and strong connection. In the scriptures, we see that church is never meant to be less than a family. Church is never meant to be less than a family. However we organize, however we gather However we live out our togetherness, whether it be in person or online, the church is never meant to be less than a family. Jesus created his church to be a family. Look, John 13, verse 34. We read, this is Jesus saying, A new command I give you. 613 laws in the Old Testament, Jesus says, but you need this one. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. That's a love that's a sacrificial love. So you must love one another. By this shall everyone know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, this is not primarily a marriage verse, although it's great to apply it in marriage. It's not primarily a friendship verse, although brilliant to apply it in friendship. It's not just a way of life as you go about life in the South Peninsula and the rest of your life. No, this verse was spoken by Jesus to a body of believers, of Christ followers, who were learning to live in Jesus' way so they could impact their world. This is beautifully applicable to a local church. This is a church verse. The church is never less than a family. For two reasons. Number one, because of the God in whose image we are made. The church is never less than a family because we are made in the image of God. And God designed it that way. Uh, Do you know that before Genesis 1, and just as a little aside, next week we begin a seven-week preaching series through the first three chapters of the book of Genesis. As we look at origins, as we look at the beginning, as as the world seems to be spinning out of control and losing its kind of, just everything is up, up for grabs. We're going to go back to the source, to the beginning, and we're going to find out who God is. We're going to find out who we are as human beings and how we're meant to live. We're going to find out what has gone wrong with our world and how it's going to be put to right in God. Next week, I can't wait to launch Genesis Origins series. Anyway, before Genesis chapter 1, 
That was a little aside that wasn't in my notes. Um, Before God was creator, before God was king of the kingdom, before God was savior, before God was judge, before God was ruler, who was God? Before there was a world to rule. God was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God was a family. This is what makes the Christian God different than any other God in the world. At the deepest part of who God is, God is Father, God is Son, God is Spirit. So God is a family community. And so we as a church can never be less than that. And the second reason that our church must never be less than a family is this. Jesus says our familiness, our genuine, visible, sacrificial love for one another, he says, love one another as I have loved you, is what makes us believable to our world. He said this, I'm literally quoting Jesus as he he said, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In other words, if there's no visible love within the body of Christ that we are, we've got no credibility and we've got no witness to our world. We've got no missional appeal and strength. The stake of sacrificial love in our family, our church family, is weak. We have no chance in doing mission together. We're a people of deep relationships. We're a people of sacrificial love. We're a people of genuine belonging. That's what makes us believable. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID, I think we overvalued Sundays and undervalued life groups. Yeah, we, we, in, in, in aspiration, we said they were equal 50-50s. I think if we're honest, probably Sundays was where most of the action was at in our hearts and life groups, kind of some of us, you know, we're in. COVID has seen the most wonderful correction as life groups have never meant more in our lives than these little communities we're in. And so we're seeing this 50-50, if you will. The whole is made up of these two parts. I never want to lose that on the other side of COVID. Our church is as strong or as weak as the communities that bind us together. And so how are you going to strengthen the stake of gospel community in our church this year? How are you going to strengthen the connections in our church this week? This storm is going to be with us longer than it is wise to just kind of sit out and wait for a return to normal. We've got to find imperfect, yes, admittedly, imperfect ways to build gospel community, to strengthen these relationships. After being involved in a church for more than half of my life, I cannot think of a better way than being part of a life group of a small group of people who learn how to be with Jesus, do what Jesus does, and, uh, and become like him in our day. I want to encourage you, if you're not part of a life group, dial into one now. Again, follow the link to Lee, and we'll help you do that. If you are and you're kind of on the periphery on the outside, climbing the storm is going to be with us for too long to passively wait uh, for it to blow over number three before we get to the last one shared ownership and meaningful contribution the reality is shared ownership meaningful contribution in reality because of covid we lost being able to be together we lost conversations over coffee we lost hey luke i noticed we did this why is it so like that questions hey luke i've discovered this opportunity why don't we try and do this as a church we lost all of those little conversations that would happen in passing and around coffee pre and post meetings etc etc and and they just got vaporized overnight. At the same time, we lost our serving teams. Do you know that before COVID, in our serving teams, as Common Ground South Penn, there were 176 adults serving in different ministries as we built up the body of Christ and served our peninsula together. 176. I think it's incredible. And then suddenly, overnight, they got zeroed. 
And, uh, and we went from no longer being able to contribute like we used to contribute to kind of worse than just not being able to contribute, but to kind of watching something, you know, as it happened. And I don't think you can overestimate the dent that this can do to the ownership levels of a local church. We as Common Grounders are a church with high levels of ownership. This is what we believe the body of Christ should be, a, should be about. And so ownership and meaningful contribution are vitally important and through COVID have become vulnerable. And so the question is, how do we build levels of ownership in a time like COVID? And the answer is this. In 2021, it's going to take a deliberate effort from each of us. It's not going to happen by accident. So how do we do that? Two ways. Choose contribution over consumption. Choose contribution over consumption. Choose to engage rather than just to observe. Even the shift to Zoom right now is so that you contribute just by, just by showing up and putting your name on the screen, by turning your video on right now, you're becoming part of something. You've prioritized this gathering and so you're part of it and you're shaping it and you're, cont- you're just by pitching up, you are contributing to something rather than watching something like it had been. Take notes, agree in prayer, engage with God in song, open your heart as we preach, all of this, share your thoughts in the chat, engage with others. Um, I want you to know that as elders, we're meeting tomorrow night to kind of navigate through the new change in regulations that happened last week. It feels like you just find a, kind of find a rhythm and then something changes again. We're going to try and grapple with what it means. Please be in prayer for us. But, but choose contribution over consumption, even in these digital platforms, especially in these digital platforms. And the next one is don't settle for being a passenger, but decide to be a partner. Don't settle for being a passenger. Decide to be a partner. Language matters, right? This is not the church, but our church. It's, not, it's our story. It's our church's vision, not the church's vision. It's our family. It's our journey. It's what God is doing through us in our togetherness. Although we're scattered, we're still collaborating together to do a wonderful thing in this, in this community which God has placed us. I can't wait to share my last point with you. But don't settle for being a passenger. Don't settle for being a passenger. Don't you remember Donnie giving us that picture all that time back when he spoke to us in church? And he spoke about being, are we, are we a bus with a driver and we're kind of sitting passively? So easy to do that during COVID while someone drives the bus, you know? Or are we a peloton of cyclists? And remember those famous words he said? All of us breaking wind together, right? As we go up the hill. That's the picture for us as Christ followers. All of us breaking wind together, right? Oh, Donnie, you Anyway, how do we contribute in times like COVID? Well, contribute prayerfully. Contribute prayerfully. Our church is blessed and built by the prayers that you and I as members pray. Do you believe that your prayers bless and build up our family? Because they do. With all my heart, I believe they do. And so let's crank up our prayer. As elders, we're going to work harder than ever at communicating timely ways as to what's happening in the life of the church so we can pray in timely ways. Uh, Next one. Contribute prayerfully. Contribute financially as well. Every rand and cent that you sow keeps our mission and our vision alive for one more month, right? I want you... You want to know what you care about most in your life? Just look at what you give your money to. It's simple. Don't just consume, 
Let's contribute. As a family, every month we give away 10% of our income to the mission of God in this community. We're doing it still during COVID. We believe wholeheartedly in it. It's our way of putting something of our family into this mission. I want to encourage you to do the same. Don't just consume. Let's contribute. Don't settle for being a passenger. Decide to be a partner. Contribute prayerfully. Contribute financially. This is something we're going to have to fight for harder than ever before. Levels of ownership and meaningful contribution. Let me land this point. Quick recap. Four stakes. We're strengthening the stakes. The stake of spiritual formation and intimacy with Christ. The stake of gospel community and strong connection. A church of strong connection. Shared ownership and meaningful contribution. And lastly, the fourth stake. Building a home base to impact our community. I'm talking about the venue that I'm standing in right now. 2021, what's, what's one of the stakes we want to strengthen? We want to strengthen, strengthen our, our strength as a church by having a home base from which to minister to this community from, a physical venue to call our own. Losing the school was a little bit of a push out of the nest. It was the push, I think, that we needed. And in doing so, we've found the most wonderful partners in all nations. Uh, <laughs> Initially, we, we began exploring renting this facility from all nations. Uh, that initially was the offer, uh, and which would have meant kind of them moving out and us moving in and us being the primary and exclusive users of the property. But the more we've been talking, the more we've been speaking and journeying together and having conversations, the more it seems that far better than uh, the kind of them out and us in is together existing in this space. It's become clearer that sharing the same space is both the best thing for all nations and the best thing for us you see primarily they use the space from monday to friday from nine to four right and primarily our heaviest usage of the property will be weekends and evenings and a little bit of space from monday to friday at nine to four they exist to bring the gospel to the furthest reaches of the globe we exist to, to bring the gospel to our, to our neighborhood and our community, right? And so together for seven days a week, we can squeeze all the kingdom juice out of this property to both impact this neighborhood as well as uh, the nations of the earth. And so what does that mean for us? It means for us in strengthening the stake is to embark on a process of rezoning this property so that we can construct an auditorium that we can all be in together and we can open the doors wide to our community when it's appropriate and safe to do so it's a 12-month process culminating in a building project but but can i say this isn't this season of covid the perfect opportunity to undergo a process like this well while it could be tempting to stall below the water we're slowly taking ground we're moving forward as a church as we establish a home base and so for now we've commissioned an architect uh, and uh, and an, and a town planner and as well as assembled almost a full team of engineers and professionals to give us the best shot at rezoning this property property i promise to keep you posted but could you imagine on the other side of covid that there is a glorious uh, auditorium position Position here under these trees overflowing onto the lawns by which to open the doors wide and welcome our community in. Oh, it'd be amazing, hey? Anyway, four stakes. 2021, by the end of 2021, I want to be able to stretch out our tent curtains wide as a tent. I want to I'll be able to maximize our influence in our community. I want to invite our community in. But in order to do that, in order to do that,
we'll only be positioned to do that as strong as our stakes are able to hold it. And so, four stakes, spiritual formation and intimacy with Christ, gospel community and strong connections, shared ownership, meaningful contribution, and building a home base, home base to impact our community. Why don't you take a screenshot of that one while you're able to, so we can, we can be praying into those things. Can I pray for us now as we land this uh, message part of the meeting? Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you never sleep and you never slumber, that your kingdom is always advancing and that you are large and in charge and you are at work in our world. And that God, you have seen fit in your wisdom to birth us as a church in this community, in this moment, to be a part of your kingdom work. God, I pray over our spiritual formation and our intimacy. Jesus, I pray over that stake that there'd be some who need to find recovery and healing from hurts who would find it this year, God. There would be others who would grow in their knowledge of you theologically through reading books and signing up for this course that would be developed massively in you, God. And that for all of us, we would intentionally, in our day and in our week, prioritize our spiritual formation, that we would be a people who day by day and week by week are being with you, becoming like you, and learning to do as you do in the world. I pray for our community. God, for those who are on the kind of fringe, who are feeling left out and isolated in this moment. Lord, for those who are maybe not part of a life group community, even in imperfect platforms like Zoom and WhatsApp groups and sporadic coffees where we can see each other, God, I pray that you would be able to knit us in, that we would be a community of strong relationships colored by the gospel. God, for levels of ownership, let it be true of us that this year we did all we can to fight against the pressure to be distracted, to kind of be squeezed out. But let it be true of us, God, that we, uh, we are a people of high ownership, that we are sharing in a story, that at the end of our lives we would look back and think one of the things that I'm most glad I gave my life to was the work of God through this community. I'm so glad for what God did through us. It's our story. And lastly, God, as we embark on this process with this building, it's just a building, God. May we never lose sight of that. It's just a tool. Oh, but God, would you, would you, through this tool, enable us to influence people, God? Lead us step by step and guard us and give us wisdom, I pray, God. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.